Well, good day, folks. Today we're joined by the game's record holder at the Western Bulldogs. He's also a six-time All-Australian and co-founder of Xena Sports. Looking forward to finding out more about that. But a big shout-out to the guys at the Safety Hub, uh, Safety Hub on 56 Cabin Road at Dry Creek. Get on down and see Johnny Platten and the friendly gang down there. They'll give you some great deals. Tell them Bevo said you. Welcome to Legends with Bevo. Thanks to the Holdy Hotel. Coopers and Anytime Fitness Glenelg. Well, what a pleasure to have Brad Jono Johnson, the smiling assassin on Legends with Bevo. How are you going, mate? And uh, what have you been up to with this COVID nineteen situation? Ah, uh, g'day, Bevo. Yeah, great to great to be with you, mate. It's uh, yeah, it's been a, a different sort of time for everyone, hasn't it? So we've just sort of been bunkering in and and doing what we're allowed to do here in Victoria, mate. And uh, hopefully, you know, in the next few days, restrictions are lifted a little bit and we can start moving around but we've just been hanging at home and hanging with the kids and my wife Donna and just working on our business and working on uh, the kids starting school again and and all that my, my son's in year nine my daughter's in year 12 so uh so a, a challenging uh, challenging time but we're, we've certainly enjoyed our time together as well mate oh that's wonderful mate and uh, what's your thoughts on the footy stay next month next month do you think it's too soon or are you more about let's bring the footy back and get back into it Oh, look, I am. I'm bringing it back. We, we love the footy and we, we love working in it and uh, can't wait to get back as quick as we possibly can. As long as it's safe. I think everyone understands that. As long as, as, long as it's safe and as, and as long as each state comes together and sort of says, yep, yeah, look, this is, this is going to be okay for us if footy is played here with no crowds and all those sort of things, of, of course. But, you know, logistically, it's a, it's a big thing to get it all up and going. But I'm sure by the, the middle of June now should be about the right time with the way that most states are, uh, are handling the virus and, and making sure that everyone's safe and well. I think it's, uh, it's about right, mate. I think people are pretty much ready for it to come back so they've got something to watch as well. Yeah, I agree. Is that, there's only so many old games you can watch before you want to see some of the new ones. So. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's a really good point. You make. But the best part about it is that how good has the footy been to watch? You know what I mean? Like everyone's loving the fact of the one-on-one -on -one battles and, and going back to the past and seeing the, the big bag of goals and and all that. And we've shown it all on Fox footy, mate. So we're, we're just about uh, ready to get back into the real stuff as well. Yeah, it's, uh, it's certainly good being uh, watched some of the highlights and some of your action, of course, mate, um, which we'll get to in a moment because there's certainly been some highlights about that. But let's talk about uh, about Xena Sports because you're doing a great job with uh, with your partner, Donna. You're the co-founder, of course, of Xena Sports. It's, a, it's basically a, um, it's a protective garment for, for women to do with contact sport. Uh, tell us more about it and how it all came about, mate. Yeah, look, it's it's been something that has been about probably three and a half years in the making. To be to be honest, my wife Donna uh, was at a at a game with with one of her girlfriends, and they just started talking about uh, breast and rib protection, and there wasn't sort of too much around. So so Donna started to investigate it. We spent about twelve months just looking at it, and we sort of you know it got to the point where it was sort of like, oh, we don't just have the skill set to be able to bring this together, and we fluctuated in in how we're sort of going about it and what we're trying to achieve. And my wife found a, a lady by the name of Amanda Herod from Modulus Design, and we got her on board from a design point of view, and, and she was able to, to make it a reality, which, is, which has been great. So we worked with her for a good couple of years, worked with the AFL to tick it off in terms of uh, being able to be worn in, in competition from a football point of view. And, and from there, it's also evolved to a, a number of other sports as well, which have which have trialled it and, and loved it. And, um, and now we're at the point where we started to sell 
the Garmin at the start of this year, which which was great. Sport has stopped, of course, with the with the virus, but it's actually given us time to take a bit of a breath and and understand where we're going as a as a business and what we needed to do to to really structure things up well and reach out to a few more girls and. That's been great. So the garment itself just protects the, the breast and the ribs for girls playing contact sport. They wear it over their crop top or bra, under their jumper, or whatever whatever they're wearing their 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 top for sport. And it's been great. The girls that have that have worn it so far in an AFLW point of view have have loved it. They felt better post game in those areas as well, and just absorbing some of the contact that that comes their way. So it gives them confidence to to play the best they can and pull up the best they can as well. Yeah, that's wonderful, mate. And, and like you mentioned, it's really important to have that sort of protection, especially, you know, I went to watch a, an AFLW game between the Crows and, and the Blues just before the coronavirus situation. Could not believe how hard those girls hit, so they certainly need some decent protection, that's for sure, around that, that, that region. <laughs> oh, they crack in the girls. There's no, no, doubt, about, uh, no doubt about that. They, uh, they have a red-hot go, but it's, it's, it's not only at AFLW level, it's, it's right through all either top level sport or you go through to your, your junior and, and local level sport. And there's that many girls playing footy and, and sport now, which is just, just awesome. And it's been great over the last three years to really take a really a close look at not only AFLW, but all, all sports that, that the girls and women are playing and, and seeing how they're going about it and understand it. And, um, and it, that's why the, that's why the, we got to the point where we wanted to bring something in like this, this Xena garment just to, yeah, as I said before, just to give the girls a, another option. And whether it is through footy or, or boxing or, or roller derby or gridiron or all these other sports that we've, that we've touched base with, it's, it's really important that um, you know, the girls feel comfortable and confident when they uh, go and enter their field or arena. And you recently reached out as well to uh, the world champion of four times. That was uh, Belle Brockoff. Mate, I chat to her. She's a lovely girl. Um, well, how did you sort of end up reaching out to Belle? How did this sort of all come about? Oh, as as you know, mate, it was a great interview as well that you that you put together with with Bell and and she's a star, you, and mate. I think everyone can, <laughs> can absolutely no worries. Everyone can everyone can see that, and she just she just um, lights up the room. I reckon when you when you talk to her, and she's so passionate about her sport, and she's she's achieved so much after going through you know all the injuries and 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 those sort of things as well, which which come with the top and the high level sport that she she's involved in 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 the snowboard cross. So I, I was I've always watched it. I'm really intrigued by it because it's it's a bit of crash and bash and it, it's it's high paced and it's and 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 the air they get and the and the speed they go the 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 girls that competed in it it's 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 a great spectacle so I've been watching it for a number of years and and following Bell in the in the background when she has been competing and and I just sort of reached out to her to see if she wears any type of armor or anything like that just to get more of an understanding from us as a as a business in terms of what you know they do wear and. And what sort of came back was, yes, obviously she, she does, but um, it just might add a layer of comfort to wearing that armour as well that, uh, that we sort of will hope will, will work well for Belle when she gets back out there. And, and now that the test for, for us all is Belle will get back out when things have settled down with the virus. She'll, she'll go up to Buller, I'm sure, and, and uh, hit the slopes and, and give the garment a, a good workout for us, which will be a great trial. And, and it might even work out then that the garment becomes something that, not only works from a snowboard point of view in terms of that top level under their armour that they wear when they're competing, but also just for the general public that hit the slopes and you might be a beginner and you, we know we hit the deck a lot when, <laughs> when, we're, <laughs> when we go for the first time. So, or well, someone might crash into you. So it might be, uh, might be something that we can look at in the future as well in terms of a, an undergarment for, 
for those that that are just sort of learning in terms of hitting the slopes and going skiing or snowboarding for the first time. I absolutely love the idea, mate. And uh, yeah, you're certainly not wrong there. I can remember when I first learned snow ski, there's certainly some big stacks and that. So I'm not even going to try snowboarding. I think it'd be a disaster. <laughs> I fell off. I fell off the side of Mount Buller the first time. I was down the mountain, off the edge. The first time I went skiing, so I could have done with some protection way back then as well. <laughs> hey, and you're not wrong about snowboarding. The action sport itself is one of my favourite parts of the Winter Olympics. Um, that snowboard cross. How hard those girls go. You know, they're just knocking each other off their boards and they're doing these flips and there's just so much going on. It's just great to watch, isn't it? It is. It's it's fantastic, and and that's why you know we 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 fall in love with someone like Val in terms of that the the way that the she competes at such that high level is is absolutely enormous, and to be now you know number two in the world and come and the comeback and and all that it's just so inspiring for for so many others that you know you you can be the be the best in your game, you can be struck down by some injuries, but that never sort of say die attitude to get back up and and get going to be the best again is. It's really inspiring. So, you know, I'm sure so many people will, will look at Bell's story and, and understand that, uh, you know, you can achieve, uh, you know, a fair bit throughout a career, regardless of what you encounter along the way. Yeah, absolutely. Well said. And, um, mate, going forward with, uh, with Zena Sports, I guess, um, how do people sort of get involved in it in the first place? You know, if there's people watching today that want to get involved in these and get involved in these great sort of garments and, you know, for their protection of their own individual sports, how do they sort of find out more about it? Yeah, well, you can, you can reach out to us on, we've got our, our website, www.zenasport.co. We've also got our Instagram uh, site as well, which is zenasport underscore co. So they're the, they're the two plugs there, Bevo. So thanks very much for that, mate. Uh, so have a look at that. You can, you can certainly get in touch with us via, via email as well. And then, you know, we're happy to, you know, give, give the garment a go, you know, and, and, and see if it suits you as a, as a, as a person. So that's the, that's the most important thing. So, you know, we've got a lot of work still to do. We appreciate all the support that we've been given so far. There's a number of girls out there that have got the garment and are wearing it and absolutely loving it. So once sports starts up again, uh, we'd love everyone to sort of, you know, get involved with us and, uh, and help us along our journey as well with a, as, a, as a new startup company. I'll be certainly plugging, uh, plugging this for you and um, yeah, showing it around. So it's a, great, it's a great initiative that you and that Donna have come up with, mate. So well done. And um, I guess so. Thank going you, forward, say fast forward five years' time, where do you see Zena Sports, and uh, what's the plan going forward, mate? Oh, look, it's uh, you know, it's, it's something that you know we're still finding out, finding our sort of feet, and, and trying to trying to make an, a, a footprint, I suppose, into the into the industry of all all girls playing sport around around the country and 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 hopefully around the world. So we're sort of looking at it at it as a as a point that you know at the moment it's just it's just sort of promoting it as best we can and and getting it as many hands of, uh, of the girls as possible and then from there it's just growth look the, the growth in sport around australia is is enormous with with girls playing a number of different sports at different levels and and that's what we're there for so in five years time if we've tapped right into into those markets and given the girls the chance to wear a, a garment that is extremely comfortable that you know suits their sport that that can help aid in sort of absorbing some of the contact through the breast and ribs, which is really important. Donna's done a lot of work, you know, in that breast care area now as well over the last three years. She's really passionate about, you know, looking after girls coming through at, at, through adolescence to women that are also playing sport. And Donna's really passionate about that now. And that's part of why she's, she's developed the garment as well as then also aiding in recovery and, 
So it can be used as a training tool. It can be used on, on match day as well. So it, it can sort of fill a couple of areas, the, the garment. So we're hopeful in the next sort of, you know, two, three, four, five years that we get that opportunity just to grow and, and really get it out there for, for the girls to, to give, a, give a red hot go with. And I'm sure they'll, they'll love wearing it when, uh, when they give it a chance. Absolutely love it, mate. Look forward to, uh, to watching how the journey goes the next few years with Zena Sports. Um, and speaking of journeys, let's now talk about your 40 journey. Unbelievable, Jono. Uh, let's just rack up some of these stats. Um, 364 games for the Dogs. That's a record for the club. Six times All-Australian. Three times you've won the club best and fairest. You've absolutely done it all, mate. Um, talk us through your footy journey and I guess uh, in terms of where it all began and how you end up playing with the Doggies. Oh, look, it's, um, yeah, it's something that I just absolutely love. I've loved the game since I was, since I was, a, since I was a little kid. I, I, I didn't start playing until I was, I was under 13. So I was more into basketball and athletics as a, as a sort of youngster. And I, I loved, um, I love my athletics, probably my favorite sport outside of, uh, outside of footy. And um, it's something that I've, I've always loved and, and competed in. And then I got the chance to, to finally play some footy. Um, at Hopless Crossing, where I, where I grew up in in the western suburbs of Melbourne, and and from there, that's where sort of the journey sort of started. I played three years at at Hopless Crossing uh, under 13s, 14s, and 15s, and then got drafted. Then I went to Williamstown actually and played in the, the VFA back then. Um, I played under 19s and and played um, a couple of reserves games as a 15 year old because I was I was pretty soft, Bevo. So I had to I had to go and toughen up as a footballer. So I went and I went and played some some older type um, and went and tried out for Williamstown and, and made their list as a as a 15 year old so that was that was um, a challenge but good fun I learned a lot in my one year there because the year before I sort of didn't have a really good couple of carnivals that that I was involved in as a junior and and sort of got sort of told you know you you either got to go and um, try and toughen up a little bit or go and go back to athletics and try you know and be the best you can at that um, so I went and toughened up and which was which was good for my footy and um and playing against men as a 15 16 year old was was huge for my development and then i went back to the western jets in the under 18 competition here in victoria and felt really comfortable um, so as a 17 year old i was able to have a really good year with the western jets and then was drafted so within within two years of you know not really knowing whether i'd make it or not to to making it was was great and then i walked through the, the doors of the bulldogs and and just fell in love with the place. I grew up barracking for them. I knew a lot of the players admired so many of them and then walked in there and was welcomed into the family and never looked back. I had 17 fantastic years. I loved absolutely every moment that, uh, that I had the opportunity to pull on the jumper for the red, white and blue. And in 2016, the dogs broke a 62 year premiership drought, mate. Um, talk us through that particular day and when that final siren went, you know, your beloved dogs winning the premiership. Uh, it was enormous, Bevo. It really was. It was. It was great to be there with the family. It was. Um, it was something that I'd been because I broke for the club. I've been waiting thirty-five odd years myself, you know, to see a, uh, see a, to see a flag. So, you know, I, I was sort of lucky enough that in my first year at the Dogs, I, I played in the reserves premiership, which was which was huge, and and we absolutely um, loved that. Never getting to do that at senior level was was something that sort of sat. Um, you know, it, it was it was just one of those things that not winning a flag at, at senior level just sits with you, and um, and then to see the club finally achieve that with the with the players and the class of players 
that uh, that they were able to do in do that in 2016. It was the best final series I've ever seen in my life, and I've watched a lot of footy and and that month of footy that the Bulldogs put together was was just enormous. It it captured the nation. I think everyone outside of the teams they were playing throughout those final series were hoping the Bulldogs would get up and and win. And then that grand final, the the, the pressure and just that last probably 10 minutes of play was was enormous to see Pick and Stand Up and Stringer and and even Shane Biggs do his bit, you know, for the for the club in what was a massive passage of passage of play on the Southern Stand wing for the dogs. So those sort of things you'll never forget as a as a supporter just sitting back watching and we're able to get on the ground after the game and um, see the boys celebrate. It was it was pretty special to be there and I interviewed a few players after the game working for Fox. Interviewed Chris Hemsworth after the game just to drop oh. a name that was that was pretty cool. Oh wow! <laughs> um, interviewing him was 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 cool just to you know see him in the rooms and and have a chat to him and that sort of stuff. So there was that much going on, but it was something that we'll never forget, mate. Yeah, absolutely. It was one of the best grand finals of all time, that's for sure. So um, let's talk about your career again, mate. Uh, you played with some absolute superstars. But talk to us through some of the best players that you play with and perhaps uh, some of the toughest opponents that you've come across. Oh, so many played played with so many guns, honestly. Um, you know, across across the across the years, like I, I started with guys like Steve Wallace and Steve McPherson and Doug Hawkins, who were, were unbelievable at the at that time. And then, you know, to, to play with um, Chris Grant, play a lot of footy with Chris Grant, Scotty West, Rowan Smith were just just, just fantastic. They, they, they have helped drive my career, especially as a, as a youngster. They took me under their wing and, and fast-tracked me as a player and, and taught me how to survive in, in a really ruthless and tough industry. So that was, um, they were just fantastic guys, but also unbelievable players. Like the stuff Grandy would do on a week-to-week basis was, was inspiring. You know, like to walk out behind Grandy as our, as our captain, you, you knew you were okay. Because he was so had such a presence about him, and whether he was playing centre half back or centre half forward, you're in good hands for that for, for those couple of hours that you're out in the park. So he was um, he was he was just unbelievable. As as was um, you know Westy was was great for seven time best and fairest winner. He's not a bad, not a bad player to be able to achieve to achieve that. And and Smitty was um, Smitty was just unbelievable in terms of his his sort of leadership. The way he brings the young players together uh, was was uh, just phenomenal. And that's probably why, you know, he always looked after the boys out in the West as well, being a Western suburbs lad himself. So um, he, he, grabbed me early, he grabbed me early on and, and, and made sure that we become best mates. And, um, and then you go through, like, you know, then there were guys like Adam Cooney and, and, and Ryan Griffin, who were unbelievable players, Rob Murphy, um, Luke Darcy. Like, there's, there's so many, Lindsay Gilby. I could go on and on about, you know, individual players that were, that were absolutely awesome to, to play with because they were just... They were just stars. It was just one of those things that just the just didn't align for us at the at the right time to to win one as a club with with those core group of players. But um, you know that's just the way it fell. But but playing with them and as teammates and as mates, just phenomenal guys. And in terms of your toughest opponents, mate, um, obviously you've come up against some absolute guns. But who are maybe a couple of your toughest opponents and why? <laughs> They're all tough, Beppo. Honestly, mate. <laughs> you just can't. You can never, you can never give an opposition player an even break. That's that's for sure. So I think early on I learnt the the most in in terms of being at work rate and commitment from from opposition players. So I played early on Craig Bradley and Peter Matera, Nathan Buckley, Robert Harvey. I was thrown to the wolves a little bit by my coaches, but that was the best thing for me as a player in terms of development. Playing against those guys 
Shane Crawford, unbelievable player in terms of what he was able to do, his fitness levels and the way he run, ran across the ground. Spent time on, you know, James Hurd. Andrew McLeod, by far the toughest opponent that I ever played on. Um, his ability to read the game, his speed off the mark, he just couldn't, he couldn't stop the guy. So that, I learned a lot of lessons early as a midfielder and as a winger and tagging a little bit. So then when I went forward and played on some of the um, defenders in the competition, I had a real different mindset in terms of work rate. And that shift in position, I think, really helped me as a, as a player anyway to go forward. But it gave me a lot of confidence knowing that I'd be able to sort of at least control physically, um, you know, some of the best defenders in the competition by trying to outwork them from the lessons that I learned from some of the very best uh, players in the game. And you mentioned before you spent seven, eight years at the Doggies. Um, you must have come across some uh, good pranks in your time, mate. Do you want to share a couple of those? <laughs> oh, so many. So many. Um, the ones I can share with you, Bevo. Um, oh, look at... the. There was, there was a number of pranksters. Like the, uh, Granny was actually pretty good. He, he had that good sense of, you know, you, one thing you never did with Granny was, was wear thongs to training because you, you'd, make, you'd make sure that, you know, after training, you'd walk back to your locker. And most guys sat their shoes on top of the locker. And if you had your thongs there, Granny would make sure that he super glued your thongs to the top of the locker. You know what I mean? So you couldn't, uh, you couldn't get them off. The, but we used to get one bag, one bag a year. Now, they were actually quite big big bag so you fit all your all your gear in there and if you annoyed a couple of um, the teammates that were, were good at the pranks they'd make sure they'd cut the handles off and we only get one bag a year so instead of being able to carry the bag in properly you'd have to carry the bag from, from underneath for the whole footy season you know into the change rooms into training into game guys carrying their bags like that so we, we had we had a lot of fun we had a lot of fun along the way we really did the the best prankster, though, that I've, I've ever come across was, um, was Glenn Jakovic. So we worked together through the AFL Academy for about the last eight years and we've roomed together a lot. And he would make sure that, you know, if, if he got into our room first, he's coming from WA, I'm, I'm coming from Victoria. And if he got into the room first and we're rooming together, the whole entire hotel room was on my bed. But I'm talking everything. Not just, not just, you know, a chair or something like that. I'm talking the whole room was stacked on my bed. So he was, he was, the, he was the best. Like, the amount of times I'd, I'd turn up home and I'd have a, I'd have a tea set in my bag because he's, he's pranked me and, and that home with me. Or, you know, he was just, he was the, he was the best. Because he, he, when, you, when you're travelling with these guys and you're away for 10 to, 10 to 12 days at a time, you've got to have a bit of fun. And Jacko was, Jacko was the best at it. Don't worry. He kept us entertained as, as coaches, but he just made it real for the young players coming through as well to say, hey, this is serious, but you can have some fun uh, as well along the way. So he was by far the best I've come across. Hey, that's the best part about footy, isn't it? Just having fun and the banter you have with your mates and, and that sort of thing. And that's what I loved as well about playing footy for 20 plus years myself. Um, and, mate, obviously you mentioned before about Fox Footy. You're doing a wonderful job as the experts commentator on Fox Footy. Uh, what's it like as a commentator, you know, commentating the game you love? And there must be some good banter in the commentary box as well, uh, Johnny. Great fun. It really is. We're, we're really lucky with, um, with where we work at, at Fox Footy there. They're an unbelievable company to work for. And, you know, they helped uh, so many of, it, many of us settle outside of the game, which, is, which has been great. And, you know, I work with, like, I work with Dermy every Saturday night on Saturday stretch and 
he was my idol growing up. Like I loved Dermy, and he knows that I love him, so he can do no wrong in my uh, in my eyes, the big fella. So that's um, that's always entertaining working with uh, working with Dermy. But you know what? We're, there's so many guys that have achieved so much in the game that that we work with, and you know they're just absolute rippers. And it's it's great fun in the commentary box, but we travel a lot together, and it's always good fun to socialise with these guys. And you know. For guys that have achieved so much, you know, they're absolute no egos whatsoever. And that's what makes it such a great place to, to work. And whether whether it's, um, you know, Jason Dunstall with what he's achieved throughout his career is an absolute star through to, you know, young guys that are that are stepping out of the game and coming through like Nicky Del Sano and now Nick Rewald who's making some really good ground in, in with Fox footy. Like these guys are just absolute rippers to, to work with and, and be around on a, on a daily basis. And, and we love him. I love working with Hutto. His commentary is unbelievable. Dwayne Russell with his one-liners. You know, some of the best going around it. We just have a, a lot of fun. And hopefully, we that, that's part of it, isn't it? To try and entertain everyone and let them enjoy the game, uh, which is the most important thing. But also have a bit of fun with it as well. Yeah, well said, mate. Um, and before I let you go as well, uh, outside of footy, now you mentioned Zena. You mentioned you've got a couple of kids. Um, what other interests do you have outside of footy, Jonathan? Oh, look, it really, I love my golf. Absolutely love, love playing golf. Um, but outside of that, it's more, more just really around the kids at the moment. My son races go-karts. He loves motorsport. So that's his, that's his passion. Um, our daughter, Ella, has just released her first single, which has been, a, which has been huge. She loves her singing and um, has, has, uh, has jumped into the deep end, which has been, it's been well-received, which has been great. So that's called Goodbye Player. So check check that out. Um, I did hear that well. the other day, mate. It was sensational. Yeah, so she's she's got a real talent. Those sort of things to keep us really busy. Um, and it's all about, you know, the, the kids and allowing, giving them the best opportunity to, to work hard at what they love, which they just, and you know what it's like when someone loves something, they'll put everything into it. So the kids are doing that with either their, Ella with her singing and Jack with his, with his racing. So... That that keeps us entertained. That's that's enough for our week, mate. When you've got when you've got footy, those activities with the kids, and um, and a new business, where where we're well and truly stocked. So we, uh, you know, and then and then uh, we just try and get out and do our own little thing, Donna and I, or go over here to golf, relax, and and uh, and have a bit of fun on the outside as well. You mentioned golf, um, mate. Sam Newman's come out and uh, been pretty vocal about no golf courses. Not, I'm with him actually. I do feel a bit sorry for you guys because. There's lots of other things you can do in Melbourne that are worse than playing golf. And I don't understand why they've shut the golf courses down. Well, you can play in other states, but not uh, not in Victoria. So I think that'll change very quickly, hopefully in the next 24 hours, so that we can start getting back out and having a hit and and, uh, and socialising with, uh, with our mates as well. Even if you can't go into the clubhouse, like just go and play in your pairs to start, maybe then get the groups of fours as the week goes on. But exactly. I can't see it being an issue from, from this point on. And, and hopefully, um, you know, you, you go, you play, and hopefully eventually we get to the point where you can go have a beer in the clubhouse afterwards. But but at the moment, there'll be no problem with just, you know, off you go, you've had your game, you've had your fun with your mates, and then uh, take off home again. And you steer clear anyway. So I think I think that'll relax in the next week or so, which which would be great to get back out there again. We've got some, I live in Geelong, we've got some great courses down this way that I can't, can't wait to get back out and, and have a crack at. Uh, mate, beautiful part of the world, Geelong. So, <laughs> except in 07 when they knocked my, my beloved Port Power off, that wasn't too good. We won't talk about that. <laughs> no, you're right. 
Sammy will be one of the first ones uh, at the golf course. I think mate, he'll be the, he'll be there lined up when the very first um, when when they get the okay, he'll be there for sure. Oh uh, yeah, but he, he won't be the only one. There'll be there'll be a few. I think there'll be a few lined up behind him, ready to uh, tee off as well. Everyone's everyone's pretty keen to you know to get back out there and and being able to watch other other states you know hit the course and and enjoy their time. Uh, well, I think it's time that you know hopefully we can get uh, back out there as well and. And enjoy the uh, well. It's getting colder down here, but um, still get out there and uh, and enjoy the enjoy the game. Yeah, absolutely, mate. Well, Brad, John, it's been a pleasure having you on Legends of Devo today, mate. So, um, well done on everything so far. You've been doing with Xena Sports, as I mentioned. I'll definitely give that a big plug for you and and keep up the great work. You and Donna, thanks so much for your time today. Say thank you to Donna as well for organising this interview. It's very kind of her, mate. And um, it's just been a joy to, to to speak to you about your amazing career and everything else you've been doing, mate. Keep up the great work. Uh-huh. Too easy, Bevo. Thanks for your, thanks for your time. I really appreciate it. all the best with yourself as well, and we really appreciate your support, mate. So thank you. Absolute pleasure. Take care, mate. Legends with Bevo. Thanks to the Holdy Hotel, Coopers, and Anytime Fitness Glenelg.